J.J. Sussman is in our studio here at JM in the AM. He is the international director of Gesher. Gesher says the following, like two-thirds of the Israeli population, Gesher realizes that internal conflict is one of the greatest threats facing Israel. Gesher facilitates dialogue between different segments of society, secular, religious Zionists, and ultra-Orthodox, in a wide variety of formats to bridge the gap between the groups while maintaining and celebrating the differences. Gesher is the leading organization of its kind that helps build understanding and respect between all types of Jews in Israel based on their common Jewish identity. Recently, Gesher has expanded its mandate of bringing together different sectors of Israeli society to include bridging the gap between Jews in Israel and around the world. And if I'm not mistaken, part of the uh, journey to the United States this time around is something called Gesher Olami to do exactly that, spread the word around the world. J.J. Sussman, International Director of Gesher, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. It's uh, great to be here this morning. I appreciate that. I uh, I think it's one of the most noble causes we have, trying to unify people, trying to get people in our community to understand each other and live together. How long have you been associated with Gesher? First of all, nobody knows the importance of Jewish unity better than you, Nachum. Thank I've been you. at Gesher uh, about three years after spending a lot of years in uh, high tech in Israel. I decided to... Uh, focus on what I believe to be the greatest issue facing the Jewish people, the unity of the Jewish people. And it's been a great ride since. And we are, uh, many people know Gesher for many, many years as uh, facilitating dialogue between youth in Israel. Mm. And over the last few years, we've shifted or expanded our mandate also in terms of the, uh, the, we work now with leaders in Israeli society. So director generals of ministries and mayors. And this group that we just had here this week that we saw you on Fifth Avenue yesterday with uh, was a special group that we called Gesher Olami, a group of uh, people responsible for the education of over 300,000 youth in Israel. They're the directors of education in local municipalities, large ones like Haifa, Haredi ones like El Ad and Beitar Elite, uh, influential ones like Modi'in, influential because I live there, and, uh, and Herzliya and Ashdod and Sterot. And this group spent uh, a week here in Israel together, really uh, delving into and immersing themselves in what makes America, the American Jewish community, the New York Jewish community, so rich and vibrant. How many people total in that group? That group uh, was 10 people, 10 leaders, a very uh, focused group. But, but I was with them for the day yesterday, and the uh, closing dinner we had before they went on the plane last night was uh, tear-jerking. If I, uh, and that's not a hyperbole. I mean, these people were blown away. First of all, they participated in the parade. Right. I think for an Israeli to participate... Right. In we the, don't realize it because for us, it's, you know... Having grown up here, I haven't marched in the parade in probably 25 years. I mean, I did so growing up as a kid. But doing so with a group of Israelis who have never done it before, literally they turned the corner onto Fifth Avenue and tears came down their face. Yeah, so it was an amazing, it. amazing spectacle. Uh, do they think that we are unified in the American Jewish community. Do they think that Haredim, secular, and all the different categories I just read are more unified than those in Israel? So I think one of the issues that we are facing and certainly has come to the fore over the last couple of years is that there's a tremendous amount of just pure ignorance about what goes on in America amongst even Israelis who are very smart people and intelligent right. people. They've, they've been to America, but they've never really spent time in the Jewish community and understand the, the nuances. I mean, I'm sure like many Americans don't understand the nuances in the Israeli community, right. but the relationship for many years has been very asymmetrical. American Jewish community has supported the Israeli, you know, Israel through thick and thin. And now uh, we in Israel are making decisions, leaders in Israel are making decisions every day which affect people on the ground here in, in many ways. I mean, you see it come up again and again. And I think there's a tremendous effort on part of organizations like Gesher to bring Israelis to understand 
to try to understand, to begin to understand the nuances that exist here in the Jewish community. Just on this trip, we had people like Rabbi Avi Shafrin speak to the group, but we also went to the Heschel School on the Upper West Side. Richard Joel spoke to the group. I mean, they really got a, a wide uh, variety of, and they spent Shabbat on the Upper West Side. People, the, the Rabbi Berman, I see, was part of it. Rabbi right? Berman spoke to the group. Rabbi right. David Seth Kirshner spoke to the group. Uh, and they spent Shabbat on the Upper West Side, uh, tasting the very different uh, types of uh, communities on the Upper West Side, right. all the different types of shuls, and uh, and they, they finished with Sudash Lishit and Lincoln Square Synagogue, which was uh, which was also incredible. You're in Israel how many years? It's a good question. Over 25 years. So what what when we look at Israel and the question of unity, we're always affected by this blockade. It seems to be a blockade, an impossible hurdle to overcome about the topic of army service. Uh, and I wonder if that whole category, that whole topic is simply a convenient way for our media to remind us that we are not united. And in reality, someone like you who's living there on the spot might see a difference in how this has developed over the years and that there's really, that even with that whole army issue, there's still plenty of hope for unity. There's definitely hope for unity. Uh, uh, we see it again. I mean, we're celebrating, we're marking Unity Day next week. Gesher is a partner right. in the Unity Day project. And if you harken back four years ago when uh, the boys were kidnapped and during those 18 days where the Jewish people just unified and, and, were, and were unified and, and the Israelis felt it. And, and I think the challenge that we have is to take that time, that, which we always feel during times of, of tragedy and fear, and translate that into everyday life. And we see, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to work in this field every day. So I see these things happen daily, uh, th these types of uh, unity projects happening every single day. These and, leaders and, and you could tell us that in that episode with the boys, everyone in Israel— Every community was praying for them. Uh, def uh, praying or supporting them in right. some way, you know, it's always uh, complicated when you get into right. religious rituals. But uh, definitely there was a, a lot of unity. And look, I don't want to paint a, a, a utopian picture. Right. Obviously there are differences, but that's exactly what we, what we, even though there are differences, Rabbi Sachs has a great line. I don't need you to agree with me, but I need you to love me. Right. And I think that's, that's what we saw with this group that was here this last week. They sensed a feeling of community and love and family. That, uh, that no matter, sometimes no matter who you met. Yeah, no matter who we met, Reform, Conservative, Orthodox, right. Haredi, and, and it's something which we tend to overlook on our day-to-day -day lives. But if we can focus on that and bring that to the fore, which you do every single day, I mean, I've seen, and I follow you, obviously, and Thank see you. all the incredible things that you guys do, but that's ex exactly the kind of thing that we need. If I can just add, you sure. know, on, on Friday, I was in Israel still. I only landed yesterday morning, and I was at the uh, Kfura of Rabbi David Kamenetsky, right. who was my principal Manhattan Day School. Sure. And Rabbi Yissi Kamenetsky spoke just one line, which I think stuck with me. He said about his father that he was kashel uh, lechos v'noach l'irtzot. And I think that, as somebody who went to Menahan Day School and Rabbi Kamenetsky influenced thousands of, uh, of youth. Translate for us, please. Like me. Someone who's very hard to make upset. And, uh, and I think that's the focus. Someone yeah. who doesn't get upset. He never yelled. And I think that, that can be translated to the entire Jewish community. We, we have our disagreements. We have our differences. But uh, Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg wrote about it recently also. Uh, that if we focus on what we have in common, we can certainly deal with those differences in a way which we can continue to recognize that we are one family and we can respect each other going forward. J.J. Sussman's here, International Director for Gesher. The Gesher Olami program, as you heard him describe, just took place and uh, ended yesterday in New York City. We always wonder about the, uh, the capability of really understanding each other, uniting, being a part of each. You, in fact, in the, in the um, paragraph that I read, actually wrote celebrating the differences that we should understand and in many ways acknowledge the differences even if it's something we wouldn't incorporate into our own lives absolutely i think that's what makes us so special right we all disagree argued vociferously yet 
recognize that we are part of the same family. I think that's what makes us such a special people. The fact that we're all different, the fact that we all bring our different flavor to the, uh, to the uh, mosaic of the Jewish people. And I think right. if we can recognize that, on this group, you should have seen, we the 10 people, we had uh, Rabbi Mordechai Be'eri, who looks like a regular chassid, you know, dressed like you would expect him to live, dress you know? in El Ad. Uh, together with uh, Yehuda Kornblit, also in Beitari Lit on the one hand, and Ilana Struk and uh, Tzviyal Maliach, who are Chiloni women in charge of the education in Haifa. And, and these people, one, one of the comments I said at the closing dinner yesterday was that, how come I have to come all the way to America to recognize that I can sit with one another, we can sit with one another, talk about real issues and go deeply into They the enjoyed issues. each other's company. They, and they'll translate that back into Israel now. That's what's so beautiful about uh, the work that I do. I get to see that happen on the ground back into Israel. I, I don't know if a lot of people were exposed this week, I think, to Rabbi Menachem Bombach, who was in America, right. who was the Haredi guy whose video went viral Correct. around Domezi Karan. So he graduated our Gesher Leadership Program also a few years ago. He participated with us on one of these trips to London, actually. Not to Has he been thrown out of his community yet? So he's a, he's a real pioneer, and I think that's right. what we're starting to see. He's certainly a revolutionary in, in his community. But how did his community react to that? I need to know. He suffers on a personal level uh, almost daily by the extremists within his community. He has videos up on his Facebook page, you can see, of people throwing tar at his uh, window or screaming up a chorus. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he has his incredible inner strength to continue to, uh, to, to do what he believes is right. But I, what I'm, what, the point I'm trying to make is that that was three years ago. Now, three years later, we're dealing with the head of education who's as institutional as you come in, uh, in Beitar Elite and in Alad. So there's tremendous amount of optimism and reason to be optimi- optimistic that we have. Uh, and it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So Understood. Does he believe if he sits down with the tar throwers that, that progress can be made? So I think there are extremists on every side. And I think right. that uh, he believes he's doing the right thing. And, uh, and, and right. I, I haven't asked him that question. Can, <laughs> we'll save that for when he shows but up He's here. a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> Does he speak English? So he loves to start his speeches by saying he didn't speak Hebrew till the age of 20. He's an English speaker. No, he speaks. He learned in Yiddish. Oh, until Yiddish. He grew up in Meishareim. He only learned Yiddish, and uh, he didn't speak Hebrew till he was twenty. And now he speaks a great English. I mean, he spent the week in New York uh, <laughs> speaking in <laughs> Tinek and wherever. Need to get around. You need to get around to support the yeshiva. So he's he certainly learned English uh, well. Um, but no. he's a great. Miriam Peretz went through our program. Wow. But also Asaf Lieberman, who runs the uh, daily uh, program on the on the major broadcasting station in Israel from sure. eight to ten every morning. Every trigger on Galitzal from six to eight every morning. All these leaders in Israeli society. Yesterday, I met Yossi Sharabi, who's the director general of the Ministry of Culture in right. Israel. They had the party after the parade in Times Square, right. which I don't know if you were at, but it was an incredible spectacle. All of Times Square, you know, was in blue I and heard white. It was incredible. Yes. It was incredible. And Yossi Sharabi was a guy who participated on our program two years ago to recognize the riches of America, the American, the relationship of America, America's Jewish community and Israel. Two years later, he's the director general of the ministry that's participating and sponsoring this program to bring a little bit of Israel into uh, into New York, and it's incredible to see. Amazing. Uh, J.J. Sussman's here. There are people who believe that there are certain major issues, and I'm sorry I keep bringing up the, you know, the, the, the hurdles, but, you know, they're a reality. Uh, the, the reality in Israel, too, obviously. Understood. I mean, I mean can we ever get past the Kotel issue? Can we ever get past the conversion issue? Can we ever get past the marriage and who's in charge of the... Can we ever... Can can the Rabbanut be a part of Gesher? <laughs> These are all great questions, the questions which we need to deal with from a position of love and respect of the Jewish people. Obviously, there are reasons to, uh, to, to go to this side or to that side. But, but the dialogue is the important part. Even the Kotel issue. The Kotel issue, what was beautiful about it in the beginning was that they came to an agreement. Right. The challenge and the unfortunate part about it was that the government ended up freezing that agreement, which right. led to the entire uh, blow, blow up of the issue. Blow up is a, is a right. dangerous word to use. Right. In the, <laughs> the hoopla. Let's but, say hoopla. The hoopla around, around <laughs> the issue. 
But, but you have organizations like the UJ Federation of New York who saw that and recognized that how can we deal with the issue? We can either throw our hands up and say, forget it, we're never going to deal with this. Or we can invest and make, you know, and, and fund programs that are going to help deal with this issue the next time they come around. And they funded our program, the Gesher Olami program, to bring Israeli leaders and these educators to understand what the Jewish community is. There's so much ignorance and Israeli arrogance right. when it comes to the American Jewish community. And that mixture is, is very dangerous. And if we can... Uh, get rid of the ignorance, at least, by, by bringing them here and letting them see what's going on for real and understanding that these are real people, hopefully when they're in the positions to make decisions, they'll do so from, a, from at least a position of knowledge and, and familial relationship with our brothers across the sea. And you've emphasized in this conversation the Gesher Olami concept, Israel, the United States, this whole understanding, but I, I do want to emphasize for the audience that, that what they would hope uh, is happening in Israel, which is the first uh, mantra, the first uh, goal of Gesher, uh, is also in full swing, right? That that people are from different camps are sitting down on a regular basis, participating in your programs and trying to come to some type of understanding. So no question. I think what the what the trip to America does, by the way, it accomplishes both goals. Uh, the, the, the point oh, that I made to you about right. the... We, we, all right. of our groups have Haredim, Chilonim, and Datiim as part of the group. And once you come and meet with somebody in America... You end up start asking yourselves questions. It's like, what am I doing sitting across from this guy in America? What's my connection to him? What does that mean about my own Jewish identity? And why can't I be doing this back home? And that's what happened. Literally, that's what's going to be happening over the next few weeks with this specific group. It's what happened with the last group we brought in. There's still all the, the, my, my most active WhatsApp groups on my phone are these delegations that we, uh, that we bring in. And they're all talking about how can we make Israel a better place to become a model that you here sitting on the Lower East Side can be proud of and that you know Jews around the world can be proud of. So... You know, um, member of Knesset Yehuda Glick was in that chair talking about Hinam and, and his work. And uh, it, for him, it's all about attitude. He has such a positive outlook. Uh, in some ways, maybe it's, you know, there's no other choice. You know, what, what other choice is there? You know, to be negative about it is not going to get us the results that we want and it's certainly not going to accomplish anything. And I would assume that the people you're hanging out with and those who you invite have a very positive outlook, a very open outlook to other people. And I, I would hope that as they spread the word in their own communities, you mentioned Haifa and all these other areas, that they spread the word in their own communities, I would hope that they would influence others to explore the same way they have. So so it's interesting that not all of those people had that outlook before they came on our program. Interesting. But once they... And they still accepted an invitation from you. And they still accepted the invitation. Well, it includes a free trip to America. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, not all of them had that outlook before, but certainly once they finished the program, they, uh, all, you know, our, our numbers are, we measure these things very carefully, obviously, and our numbers, once they finish the program, their, their attitudes change almost sometimes 180 degrees. And, and just on this trip alone, like I said, these people are the heads of education. During the trip, they were sending back to their staff in their, spe- you know, specific cities, their, uh, their, you know, what they learned during the day and how that can affect their own educational systems. So like I said, we... Gesher's known for working with youth. We used to bring together religious and secular schools for weekend uh, seminars right, over the happens. years for decades. We expanded to work with leaders in Israeli society. This specific program now is refocused back on how can we affect as many youth as possible to start that process of recognizing the other from such an early age. Because the problem is so deep within Israeli society, like you said, my, my kids go to a religious Zionist school. If I don't do anything about it, because the school system is so siloed, they may never meet a secular Israeli or a Haredi Israeli until they go to the army, or if the Haredi don't go to the army, you know, maybe never. And if we don't do something active about that, about building the bridge between the different communities, the president talks about this all the time, but, but that's something that we all really need to, to actively work on to, to make those bridges and recognize that if we don't build the cohesive society, we, 
you know, it's the internal threat that has always brought us down as a nation. If we don't fix that, then, uh, then there really we're in trouble. No, then there really is no hope. Right. The only hope we have is real Jewish unity. We know that God, and we know this from our tradition, that God during times when, when the Jewish world did not behave properly at all, still recognized when they were unified. Still, so, I, so I'll, as they say, alachas kama v'kama, they say, you know, that uh, how the more so that if we are in fact uh, behaving in a in a moderate to normal fashion, if we're unified, it can only be an amazing achievement. Yeah, there's no there's no question about it. And like I said, I'm blessed now for the last three years to be working in an organization, and I see this every single day. I see those little points of uh, optimism in Israeli society, those Menachem Bumbachs or Miriam Peretz's or, or Avi Mimran, the radio anchor for Radio Kol Chai, talking to uh, Tal Schneider, who's a secular woman writing for Globes, and and forming partnerships to feel, you know, to think about how they can create Jewish unity going forward within Israel and, and beyond. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of these people who become well-known to us have had such unbelievable, and I say that not in a positive way, uh, experiences, Miriam Peretz, Racheli Frankel, I mean, such tragic situations, and yet they're bouncing back not only for themselves and their own family, but they're spreading a message that's so vital to the Jewish world. I'm, I'm in awe sometimes with those kinds of people. Like yeah. Mary Paris, we had her on our, our trip here in New York, and many people in the community were uh, privileged. To, she, you know, she came with us, spent Shabbat on the Upper West Side uh, on her trip a year ago with a whole group. And uh, and when she won the Israel Prize uh, just a few months ago, or whatever, on Yom yeah. I guess a month and a half ago, yeah. uh, that, I, I'm sure that had reverberations here across the world. Sure. But within Israel, it was, it was an you know, and it was so ne- needed within Israeli society, that kind of, uh, of speech, which uh, really spoke exactly about the issues that we work on every single day. Unbelievable. Uh, what, is our audience, what does our audience need to know? Um, is there a website? There's a website, GesherUSA.org. When you come to Israel, please uh, come to visit us. You mentioned Aleh right before I came here, by yes. the way. Avi Wurtzman, who uh, works at Aleh, I don't know if he's ever sat in this chair like Yehuda. Not yet. But uh, he's invited. He also went through our program. So we're really working with leaders in Israeli society. We, just one more program sure. I can talk about. We've been partners with the uh, Israel Defense Forces for the last 17 years, and uh, all of the uh, officers that they graduate, which, which are in the thousands every single year, as part of the officers' training course, go through a week of, uh, of educational training in a base near Jerusalem, and half of that week is dedicated to Gesher programming, where, because these are the future leaders of Israeli society, the young leaders in Israel, and, uh, and, and we spend a lot of time with them facilitating dialogue. You have a kibbutznik on the one hand, and somebody who lives in Ofra or in Gush Etzion on the other hand, and if they don't know how to work with each other and lead each other on the front lines, then uh, then we're in trouble. And the Army recognizes this for, for the last already, like I said, 17 years we've been working on this program. And it's just refreshing to to see them come out, you know, the other end of the program, arguing vociferously about very serious issues, but recognizing that they have one arm around the other's arm, you know, on the shoulders, and uh, and, and we're still one country. Incredible. And Incredible work that you're doing. Website again, please? GesherUSA.org or JJ at Gesher.co.il. I'd be happy to talk to anybody, of course. Welcome you to Israel when I get back there. JJ Sussman, he's the International Director of Gesher. By the way, on a personal note, the gentleman who just walked into the studio are, students? are colleagues of yours because uh, they are also Manhattan Day School graduates. But also former students of my wife, Mrs. Sussman. Is that not the case? Is that true or not? First grade? I don't know if they had her. I think Binyamin may have had her. I think I think he did. Did you guys have her? No. It all comes back to Manhattan Day School <laughs> on the Lower East Side. That's for sure. I, I walked here to the studio this morning and brought back uh, some some incredible childhood memories of uh, my grandmother. My, grand, my father grew up here, and I used to spend time with tell some the, good friends. Tell them the address of your grandmother. My uh, my grandmother lived in 475 FDR Drive. That may sound familiar to you guys. 
Exactly. Uh, but it's great it. to see uh, the vibrancy here in the Jewish community, yeah, uh, continued so. mostly by you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And they didn't have the privilege of having Rabbi Kamenetsky as a principal, but their older brother, Benjamin, uh, so Maybe did. Benjamin was my wife. Yeah, student. yeah. I think it was Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin did, and um, and he was, as you pointed out, an, an absolutely unbelievable role model. And Dr. Laz, who many people out there know, point, Laz. Wow. Point, pointed out just what you said. He never saw him raise his voice Ever. at anybody, Ever. and that, of course, is the key. Is Ever. And he influenced thousands. I mean, yeah. between MDS and uh, and uh, Moginov and yeah. YNJ, it's incredible to, to see amazing. someone who had so much influence over so many. JJ, thanks for being here today. This is a real pleasure, and I thank you for having me. JJ Sussman, International Director for Gesher. Plenty more coming up. It is a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.